mindset, performance, science, transforming communication, perspective, and boundaries. Welcome to the Redefining Success Show with Aaron Jewell, a Thrive Global Top 10 Coach of 2021. And now, here's your host, Aaron Jewell. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the show. Excited for today's topic. Today, we are going to talk about this ancient Japanese concept known as Aikagai. So it's it's pronounced Aikagai, and it is spelled I-K-I-G-A-I. And interestingly enough, this is a it is it is described as a lifestyle that strives to balance both the spiritual and the practical. This is a concept that was developed by a Japanese, uh, it was a Japanese psychological concept developed somewhere in or around 794 AD. So believe it or not, back in the day, we were facing the same challenges and dilemma dilemmas that we are facing today. That is the very first thing that came to mind when I first learned about Aikagai and this idea of a lifestyle that strives to balance the spiritual with the practical. So the first thing I'm going to say is this, I invite you to release any old notions or stories around the word spiritual. And I invite you to do the same with the word practical. As a, a human who identifies as female, the world the word practical has kind of a funny history with me because I was the way I interpreted my environment growing up is that the word practical meant things like rational and things like logical. And my understanding or my interpretation was that women are not as practical or as logical or as rational with their thinking because they are more, more emotional. So there was actually a point and, and a chapter in my life where I did my best to not be practical. And I did my best to re- rebel against this idea of practicality and doing what was practical. And I became It helped me and actually in positive ways, it became a plus for me. It helped me become more risk-taking and doing other things. But I'm I'm, I'm saying to release old stories around the world, word practical, if if you're anything like me and the word practical for you has been associated as being something more masculine or more male, those who identify as male than female. And if that's not the case for you, that is awesome. I know that I have done some healing in that area myself and I've made peace with the word practical. And then there's the word spiritual, which again has its own set of connotations and people that have had, have been on any type of a spiritual journey will have a very different understanding of what that word means as well. And there are also those who um, find the word spiritual to be, to, to mean certain things like religion, things like that, which do not resonate. So That being said, taking the word spiritual and taking the word practical and giving yourself permission to explore these terms as being more about a balance 
more about having a balance of the things that you care about in your life experience. So we're going to talk a little bit more about what I am in meaning and what my assessment is as it relates to that concept. So Ikigai, spelled I-K-I-G-A-I, is above all else, as I just shared, a lifestyle that strives to balance the spiritual with the practical. All right, so we've moved past the potential limiting self-beliefs or belief systems around those words. We've identified the opportunity to consider this to be more about an integration of sorts for ourselves. And we've also briefly touched on this idea that Ikigai is a concept that we struggle with all the way up until this very day, which seriously, when you think about that, how many thousands of years ago that was, and there was a struggle. Humans were challenged with balancing what they deemed to be the spiritual and the practical. So what that tells me is the needle has perhaps moved, but maybe not as much as I had previously thought. And what that also tells me is something that I value today as a coach, as a human, as a leader, I value that balance and I am constantly seeking opportunities to create more of that holistic approach to my own life. So when I look at the word spiritual and I look at the word practical, I think of two things. I think of passion and I think of purpose. Those are the words that I'm going to use for all intents and purposes of our time together today. Passion and purpose. What am I passionate about? And what purpose does it serve? So when you look at the, there's actually a flow chart, a really nice flow chart for ICA guy. So if this is of interest to you, go ahead and Google it. So it says to discover your ICA guy, you must first find what you're most passionate about and then find the medium through which you can express that passion. So it's turning passion into purpose, something that is perhaps at some level what we are all here to accomplish, turning our passion into purpose. So when we think about what we're passionate about, it then becomes a matter of how is what I'm passionate about important to the world? How is what I'm passionate about a benefit to the world? What is, as I Kagai talks about, what is the world willing to pay for that I am actually good at? Are you looking to increase leadership competence and trustworthiness on your team? Do you see more opportunities to build rapport and a sense of community on your team? Are you challenged with completely trusting yourself and your team as a leader? Book a call today with Erin Jewell Consulting to learn more about the PACE Signature System. PACE, an acronym for Perspective, Alignment, Communication, and Equanimity, is designed to increase a sense of community and trustworthiness on your team 
to improve outcomes and drive the successful results you know that you and your team are capable of. All in six months. Go to erinjewelconsulting.com forward slash bookings for a free consult and enjoy. Only about what I'm passionate about. It's also about what am I passionate about and what does the world need? And another way of saying that is what will the world pay for that I am passionate about? So Steve Jobs is, is used as an example here. And the author of this particular article that talks about Ikegai, he notes, he says, Steve Jobs didn't care about technology first and foremost. Steve Jobs cared about excellent craftsmanship, which turned into technological progression and advancement. So Steve Jobs was passionate about excellent craftsmanship and the purpose, he was able to turn that passion into purpose by giving others an opportunity to reach their potential in a way that led to some of the world's most interesting, creative, and important technological advancements. So Steve Jobs' passion alone for excellent craftsmanship wasn't enough. It also was important for Steve to identify what did the world need to see? What would the world pay for as it related to what he was passionate about? So when I think about this example, I think about what I'm passionate about and what I value. I value self-actualization. I value human development. I value a human being able to arrive in the highest, most progressed, most developed, most comfortable place they can of peace they can actually find themselves while here. A process of self-actualization. And interestingly enough, a parallel between what Steve Jobs values, excellent craftsmanship or valued, and what I value, self-actualization, is in order, as we self-actualize, as we self-actualize, geez, would you listen to this? As we self-actualize, <laughs> we're going to leave that one in there because you know what? I keep it real and I keep it raw on these podcasts. As we self-actualize, we a side effect is we hone our craft. And I am a believer that we are here to hone our craft. What do I mean by that? Get as good as we possibly can at the things we enjoy and at the things that we are already good at. So learning to excel at the things that we love. Now, what is my purpose? What will the world pay for? What does the world pay for? Well, in my case, that involves coaching, teaching, facilitation, consulting. Mentoring is something I offer more as a service. And all of these titles 
that I've shared, these roles that I've mentioned align directly with what I am passionate about. And again, what I am passionate about is self-actualization. Now let's take this a step further. Something that's not nece- that that is certainly talked about in Ikigai, in particular, if you look at the flow model that is associated with this concept, this lifestyle, you know, and you have different sections, passion, purpose, what the world will pay for. And it's a really fascinating image and visual to get a sense of, to help you get a sense of where you are at today. So let's take this a step further and do something perhaps more theoretical and certainly not original content. Nothing I share is this idea that what we're passionate about is something that's self-serving. There is a self-centricity involved in what we are passionate about. Not in a really selfish way. Perhaps it could be technically defined as such, but it is something that benefits us. So let's say for an example, as an example, a doctor is passionate about becoming a doctor because ultimately, ultimately, at the very, very end of the day, when the doctor is looking themselves in the mirror, they have learned in effect how to how to heal themselves. They have learned in effect a lot of information and knowledge about steps to take to take care of themselves if they get sick, take care of their loved ones if their loved ones get sick. And this is a driving force that serves as the inspiration for the passion that the doctor has to fulfill a certain purpose. Now, I'm not speaking for all physicians and I'm simply giving a hypothetical, a possibility, or perhaps a psychologist who becomes a psychologist because yes, they want to be in service and help others just like doctors do. And ultimately, at the end of the day, when they're looking at themselves in the mirror, the study of the mind and its function and the brain and how it's wired is very much a self, there's a self-centricity to it. They're learning it for themselves. They're learning it so they can also self-support, self-heal along the way. So when we think about our passion, I would say that we might be able to even tie it much more closely to honing our craft, identifying what we're good at, what we enjoy in life and why we enjoy it. And at the same time, identifying that purpose, how our passion can feed and serve and be in service to humanity, what the world will pay for. So with that, some considerations as we wind down our time today, what is it that you're passionate about? What is it that you are passionate about and how does it relate? to what the world will pay for. When you think about what you're passionate about, give yourself permission to be selfish. Give yourself permission to be self-centric. How does this support me? Knowing that by doing that, you will be able to sustainably pursue your passion. This is not a hundred percent guarantee what I'm saying. However, there is a strong possibility That if you allow yourself to be selfish with what you're passionate about, for example, myself as a coach, I'm on the journey of self-actualization right along with my clients. And in fact, 
sometimes it's very challenging for me to coach clients because I am more than encouraged to do a deeper dive myself and more self-reflection and more of that inner work that sometimes can feel overwhelming. But I do it because I care so deeply about showing up and being the best human I can possibly be. So with that, taking into consideration, what is it that I'm passionate about? How am I being selfish with my passion so that it serves as motivation on those days when maybe it's a little bit harder for me to pursue what I'm passionate about? And then making sure that it aligns with what the world will pay for. So with that, I will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, visit AaronJewelConsulting.com.